Well, hello out there, out there, great people in YouTube land and all social media lands. Welcome to the MCU's Bleeding Edge, now part of the great GNN network. Just wanted to give a shout out to GNN. We are now officially part of their network, which you can find them on Facebook. You can find them on their website. And they're just a really cool company that we are so wonderfully happy to be a part of. Uh, we have a great cast of people and panel for you tonight. Uh, we will be discussing, I thought we were discussing Hawkeye Episode 3, uh, but on our title it says Hawkeye Episode 1 and 2. Breakdown oh, man. With you. my bad. <laughs> so yes, we are actually doing Hawkeye Episode 3, folks, Thanks, out Michael. there in, in your wonderful land there. Anyway, so we have returning from the amazing MCU Monday from the GNN Network, Miss Debbie. She is a co-host of MCU Monday along with Chris. Thank you for coming on by, Miss Debbie. No problem. Great to have you with us. And later on, we should have a couple other people joining us. Uh, one will be Gerald. Um <clears throat> That will is a part of the uh, uh, pop culture uh, Cosmo and PCC Multiverse uh, podcast. So that should be interesting to see him. He'll be on. Uh, this will be my first time meeting him. So I don't know if he's been on before, but I don't think he has. And then we also will have William joining us, uh, who is also a part of the GNN network as well. Uh, who I is a real pleasure. He was on before and really enjoyed him. Uh, but they should be popping up shortly, both of them. And, uh, you know, given their insight on the great Hawkeye episode three that we'll be talking about tonight. So to start us off, uh, how about Jeff? Would you like to uh, roll those uh, awesome Hawkeye trailer and promos for episode three, please? I would absolutely love to. Can I tell you a secret? I'm working with an Avenger. Can I speak to your manager? Didn't realize you were supposed to bring guns. It's almost Christmas. I can't go home until I fix this. Should we be worried? I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. Uh. Sorry, Santa. We're out of regular arrows. Oh my God, trick arrows? We're saving the holidays. Studios Hawkeye. First two episodes streaming November 24th, only on Disney+. Plus. I was just getting used to this place, you know? Yeah, well, now it's compromised. Hey. I wanted to talk. No. 
you are. Hey guys. All right. <clears throat> I that have interesting. More. I'm sorry, Cyber. I have one more, and it's it's actually uploading right now. So if you'll just give me like 20 seconds, I'll play the last one. Okay. So yeah, as we wait for that, I just was think that's interesting. That little that's an actual little clip from the actual episode. So I think that's uh, fun. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll we'll be able to sneak to squeak by with it, and we won't get in any trouble with the uh, YouTube gods. <laughs> YouTube gods. <laughs> Not the YouTube gods. Yes, I'm gonna be. I'm. Gonna, we'll be hoping very, very much that there won't be any kind of copyright stuff with that or whatever. But um, I just. Oh, on one side note, last week uh, when we were on here and Cyber wasn't here, I played a a, a trailer, a promo that was uh, for Hawkeye, and it had the Kingpin in it, and it was like fan fiction. It wasn't legit. So I just want to put that out there now. Uh, a week later, that just just for everybody out there, I'm sorry about that. Mm. Can I tell you a secret? I'm working with an Avenger. Can I speak to your manager? Didn't realize you were supposed to bring guns. It's almost Christmas. I can't go home until I fix this. Should we be worried? I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. <sighs> Sorry, Santa. We're out of regular arrows. Oh my God, trick arrows? We're saving the holidays. Studios Hawkeye. First two episodes streaming November 24th, only on Disney Plus. All right, all right. So those are some trailer. I apologize. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So the, that trailer, those two trailers are just so fun. Um, you know, I think it's funny that they're they're pretty basic, but I mean, pretty much what they showed in those trailers was basically the first two episodes. So I think that's kind of funny. That's what they decided to do the trailers with. Let's show pretty much most of the first two episodes, which is funny, uh, but definitely fun. So like I was saying before, we're going to be talking about episode three tonight, folks out there in YouTube uh, and social media lands. And uh, this episode was actually called Echo. And it kind of gives us a backstory a little bit on the character of Echo, which I don't know how many of you out there know that Echo actually has already been greenlit for its own spinoff show, um, which I find interesting, even before the Hawkeye series came out with this deaf character. And uh, if you look into the comics, actually, uh, one thing I noticed was there are a few differences of who Echo is from the comics in what they're doing in the Hawkeye series. So to start us off with this, we kind of get a, a, a small prologue, basically, at the beginning of this episode, showing uh, Echo when she's a youth. Uh, I don't know, she's probably like 10 or 11 or something like that. And she's uh, talking with her father, and she's going to normal school, not going to a deaf school. And then we see her basically going, she's doing karate. 
and we find out she has a fake leg during this you know portion of the episode so we have all that happen within that little time gap and then it goes to her being an adult and showing basically the demise of her father so my first question for the panel is what were your first thoughts on that kind of introduction to echo what did you think about the differences uh that they took in this episode too with kind of having her be even more disabled than she is in the comics versus just being a deaf girl in the comics. So starting with you, Debbie, what did you think about that beginning prologue? Well, I mean, uh, the actual actress, she has a prosthetic leg. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're following the character more or less, but, kind of adding uh, a little diversity to it and hiring her, you know, with a, with an actual prosthetic leg. So I thought that was an interesting choice. And it also shows that, you know, even though you have something like that, you can still kick some ass. (laughs) So I thought that was interesting. How about you, Jeff? Um, I mean, I honestly, I like to try to be on top of this stuff, but uh, all I knew was that Echo from the comic books didn't have the prosthetic leg. So I was kind of shocked a little bit and surprised. Um, I couldn't tell from watching that um, that sparring session or whatever at first. I couldn't tell if it was both of them that had like a, a missing leg or if it was just one of them. And then I realized that they both did. Um, and I guess it's an interesting twist. Like, I mean, same thing like Debbie said, it's, it, it, there's a positive message to it. So I, I like the positive message. Um, I think that uh, in terms of the fact that so many of our um, service members come back, unfortunately, um, from, you know, a, a, a abroad uh, with missing limbs and stuff like that and everything and whatnot. I think that it's, it's nice, you know, to see Marvel casting an actress um, that is, I believe, now I cannot remember if this is, I might be confusing her with the actress Laura Ridloff for the Eternals. One of them is actually deaf in real life, but I can't remember which one it is. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if it's Aliqua Cox, which is Echo um, in this series, or if it's Laura Ridloff that played, um, uh, I forget which one of the Eternals in the Eternals film. Um, but we've had a lot of deaf, um, you know, like characters, it seems like recently in the, in Marvel studios. Um, and as far as, uh, I mean, do you want me to expand into like that whole, uh, that whole intro with her or are we? Yes. Yes, please do. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a great way to start the show. I thought it was really cool. Um, it was, a, it was an interesting kind of twist for them to do that. I, I didn't expect that. Um, it, it made sense to me. I mean, it was very practical of them to do that. I mean, they did, they wrapped up episode two with her, you know, kind of like that's how the, the episode ended. So to start things off with her right off the bat, I thought was pretty neat. And I thought they did a really good job of giving Echo a origin story that was extremely brief. You know, maybe it it only spanned like maybe, what, uh, five or six minutes, the whole thing or whatever. But they managed to put something together that basically really kind of gives you like a full story almost on her. To where like you can kind of go with the character from there. And I feel like they gave you a pretty good setup as far as kind of, you know, who she is and her background and whatnot. Now, of course, they didn't explain exactly what 
um, she was doing with her father. You know, if that was they, I want to say, I want to believe that that uncle, when she's at karate practice or whatever, that uncle that pops up and like touches her face. I think that was the kingpin. Mm -hmm. I do. Um, And they just didn't want to show him. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you right now, my money would be on the fact that the Kingpin is going to be in the series. I just don't see it, how it's not going to happen. Um, it, it, there's a lot of rumors that it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it's going to, and I hope they do. I, I'd love to see the Kingpin in this series, but yeah, it was great. Cyber. I really enjoyed it. Um, just, uh, a really interesting kind of twist, the uh, way to start the episode off. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Cause as soon as that person pinched her cheek and you saw his hand, it, the person that came to mind was Kingpin to me, mm-hmm. and especially with recently, uh, Vincent D'Aprio has said that you know has said himself that possibly he could be in it, possibly he couldn't be. Kind of like trying to throw people off, kind of deal. But uh, I'm pretty sure we'll be getting to see Kingpin at some point in the episode, just like you're saying in the series. Um, who knows? It could be very, very end of the sixth episode. You never know. You know, it could be kind of like a tie-off that will lead into something else. You never know. But I definitely think we'll be seeing the Kingpin at some point because the Kingpin pays uh, a big integral part into Echo's, you know, you know, mythology. If you look at the comic books, he is the adopted father of Echo because when her father dies, because her father was working for him, uh, well, he actually killed him. Uh, he, he, the dying words of her father was, please take care of my daughter. And he ends up doing that and takes her in as an adopted daughter. So I think that, you know, that's something if they want to keep this Echo character going and to, you know, reach off into the Echo series that they're going to be doing, what better way would be to have Kingpin be a part of that series, but show him briefly in Hawkeye to kind of introduce that into what the series is going to be. So I definitely think that's going to be a part of it. Uh, but yeah, that whole beginning scene was really well done, I thought. I thought it was interesting how it took us, you know, a little bit of a history of her so that we were kind of familiar with what who she was and kind of giving you that dynamic of what she's dealing with and why she is the way she is. So I thought they did a good job. So moving on, so basically then we're we it comes to present day and uh Hawkeye and you know Kate are in that warehouse where the red uh sweatsuit gang or whatever they call them or whatever they are um, tracksuit tracksuit thank you um gang and echoes there and the crew and they're kind of like you know still dealing with being stuck there and being tied down to those uh those rides that they're on and uh there's this huge like you know battle basically that goes on in that scene you know they're fighting and stuff hawkeye gets loose and starts fighting echo we get to see him find his boat you know get bone arrow and start shooting bone arrows and stuff and taking out bad guys kate gets free and starts helping and starts beating up people i thought that the shopping cart she was using to like take out some of the guys was pretty funny and uh, basically, the whole scene was just really fun, I thought. So what were your guys' thoughts on that scene leading up to them escaping eventually out into the road um, and onto that car chase? We'll talk about the car chase in a, a few minutes, but that whole warehouse scene. What were your guys' thoughts on that, starting with you, Jeff? Um, It was uh, – there was a lot going on. Um, It was a little bit difficult at times for me to be able to tell exactly – 
what was going on. Um, I liked seeing, uh, I, I mean, I like Hawkeye in general. Um, you know, like anything that Hawkeye does, I like. Uh, but um, I like seeing him um, go hand-to-hand with people once in a while. Like I like to see, you know, him showing that he can do that. Um, here's Gerald. Hello, everyone. There he is. Hey, Gerald. Good Hello. evening, everyone. Gerald, this is Cyber, my co-host, and this is Debbie from Geek News Now Network. Pleasure to meet both of you. Nice to meet you. All right. I heard you talking to Hawkeye, episode three, already in the books. <laughs> already right. halfway done. Series is already halfway done. Yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> so basically, Gerald, I was just basically right before you you jumped in i was i was just basically giving my take on that whole scene in episode three where hawkeye and kate bishop get tied up to those like uh um you know ponies or or animals or whatever the hell they are yes. uh, the rocking horses and then there's like the action scenes afterwards and everything where they're they're being chased and they get loose and hawkeye fights echo and everything and i was just saying that um i like one of the things i was really looking forward to um in the series besides seeing hawkeye as ronin again maybe and some flashbacks or whatever was seeing him fight hand to hand some more like because we haven't really we didn't get to see that him to do that very much at all in the avengers and in the matt fraction um comic book run of hawkeye that this is supposed to be loosely based on there's a lot of there's a lot of clint fight going hand to hand like hands on with people like a lot during the the comic book run. It's a, it's a, like a common theme. Um, But of course, uh, like we talked about on MCU Mondays the other night with Chris and Debbie, um, the, the, the comic book run is a lot more graphic too, and a lot darker than like what we're, what we're getting with this series, which is understandable. But um, I thought it was really cool. I mean, I thought it was really awesome when Hawkeye finally got his bow and arrow back and everything. Um, it was nice to see. I, I liked seeing um, Echo kind of like, uh, kind of not torturing Kate Bishop, but kind of like roughing her up a little bit and everything. I, I thought that was actually kind of cool. She kind of put Kate Bishop in her place, and I actually kind of enjoyed that. So, uh, yeah. Absolutely. It sends a, a good sign. So and now you, when you also look at Echo, you got to remember that, she's going to be playing a larger role, not in this series, but down the line, she's going to be introduced more to audiences because she's going to have her own series coming up in the not too distant future. So there, there she is going to play an integral part of the series going forward as maybe an anti-hero or something where she maybe disassociates herself from her uncle per se, as we uh, have seen uh, so far hinted at, which we would probably assume is going to be the kingpin based off the comic books. Yes, we had actually talked about that a little bit ago before you came on. So thanks for that reiteration. Thank you. Very My much. apologies on that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited to for me is a lot, like, sounds like already is a favorite amongst the show and it's a favorite of mine. Hawkeye has been a, someone that I've seen uh, grow and somebody that's not been able to get as much in the limelight as the other Avengers and, this is his time to shine. And even now he's not going to be given as much time, maybe as you know, a lot of hardcore Hawkeye fans like because of the fact that they're trying to set up, they're trying to do obviously pay justice to the Hawkeye character, but also as well set up Kate Bishop for the future going forward and also introduce you to 
Echo and of course maybe reintroduce you to Kingpin and whatnot. But there's so many things to do in such so little time, six episodes. I don't know how they're going to get it all successfully done, but so far they've done a great job. Thank you. Yeah, and Cyber, if you don't mind me jumping in for a second, off just off Gerald real quick, I almost wonder what will end up happening if they do a season two with Hawkeye. I, I mean, as a Hawkeye fan, just like Gerald, and I know you are too, Cyber, and you are too, Debbie, um, you know, some people don't like Hawkeye, but I do. And uh, I'd love to see him come back for a second season with Kate Bishop. I don't feel like she's going to be ready by the end of this series to just jump right in on her own. You don't think so. Uh, I think I think that she will do well if she had her own series by herself. Um, I think if they set it up properly with this six-part miniseries that they'll be able to uh, do it correctly and make it proper and basically give you a good setting up for her going out on her own. Um, but with it only being six parts – you know, only six hours long, it basically, you think about it, it, it just, that's not enough time to really set up anything really concrete, I think. So I feel we'll be seeing more of Kate Bishop along with Hawkeye down the road, just they haven't, you know, officially said what they're going to officially do. Um, but yeah, definitely, I mean, I, I would agree there, Jeff. It definitely, uh, there's very big possibilities that it could not be set up properly. You never know. Uh, so moving on. Debbie, your takes on that action sequence in the warehouse, please. Well, I'm always up for action, but my favorite parts were Hawkeye, when he does that, I don't even know what you call it, fall away, you know, shoots the arrow as he's falling down or jumping off a building, whatever. And when Kate slid around the pole and took out one of the tracksuit mafia dudes i thought that was cool yeah it was i agree i think that was really cool like she like goes sliding and then goes around that pole and takes them down <laughs> that was so cool i was like rooting like woo, 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 go okay <laughs> that was so cool anything else from that scene uh that you like to talk about uh i mean like i said i i love it when they put action in there um and it really kind of, to me, showed that the, or at least this version of the track tracksuit mafia is, I don't know, they don't seem scary or threatening. Uh, I don't know how they were in the comic books, but um, yeah, they just seem like, you know, like the Keystone Cops or something. <laughs> so it, it's almost kind of comical. And yeah. the the only one I'm hoping we get a little more background on is uh Kazi who's the clown because in the comics he's kind of like a psychotic mercenary so I mean we haven't really seen that yet because he seems almost kind of caring <clears throat> as as it um refers to Echo so we'll see if he goes off on a tangent or anything or if they're just going to keep him as kind of like a background character mm, yeah very good point yeah that he is a um, more integral character in the comics i know uh, i was researching him and i found that out so it'll be interesting to see where he goes and what they do with that 
Uh, hey, William, how's it going? How you doing, guys? Thank you for popping on in. Glad to see you. Hey, <clears throat> good to see you, man. Good to, good to see you guys. Yeah. William, so, William, this yes. is Gerald that's with us over here. He's the host of the Pop Culture Cosmos. You've never, never met him before. Hey, Pleasure to meet you as well. Good to meet you, man. Gerald, William is the host of the Geek Gauntlet podcast with Geek News Now Network. Oh, that's good to hear. Absolutely. Anytime yes, we can get some great, you know, great geek content, there you go. Yes, sir. That's the corroboration going on. <laughs> Excellent. So to get William and Gerald kind of up to date, so we were just talking about, uh, we were pretty much at the second <laughs> section of the episode three of Hawkeye. And the scene where basically it comes to present day and Kate Bishop and uh, Hawkeye are still tied up and they're trying to get out of that warehouse with the tracksuit mafia. And we're talking about basically that action sequence there that leads up to the giant car chase afterwards. So yeah. we were trying to, we we're getting people's takes on that scene alone. So starting with you, Jared, what did you think about that scene? Thought it was uh, pretty good. Uh, obviously the tracksuit mafia is not meant to be the, uh, meant to be the smartest or most uh, <laughs> effective group that's out there. Uh, you know, should we end every sentence with the word bro, by the way, for the rest of the show? I don't know. Bro. Should we bro? Should bro. we bro? Well, the name of their truck is Transit Bro or something like that. Like, yeah, fix It Bro or something like that. Maybe yes. was that, bro? <laughs> yes. Maybe uh, it's, bro. I mean, they're, they're for pure comedy purposes. I don't think anybody's going to be taken seriously, especially the viewer. Think that's part of what Matt Fraction was kind of getting across in his comic books, although they had a little bit harder edge to them, like you guys were alluding to, as far as the whole you know gambit of the series is concerned. But in the warehouse, I mean, there was uh, it was a nice little action scene. But you're talking, Jeff, about how you want to see more hand to hand combat and see more things that uh, Hawkeye might be able to do in that arena. You know, I think right now you see him more, you know, after the, his days with the Avengers are in the for the most part, in the rearview mirror, uh, you know, I see him more in doing things in defensive mode because he's now concentrating on more in his life on being a father. Maybe you'll get a chance to see him pick up the sword as Ronan. That would be great. Uh, I know the swordsman is involved in this series. So as we've already seen already in the first couple episodes, so maybe we'll see that. But I I did like the, uh, the, what Echo can bring. Echo, you know, when she got to face off against Hawkeye right there at the end and the, you can just see what what she can bring as far as from a physical standpoint. So uh, I can't wait to see more what what comes down the road for Echo. But with Hawkeye, obviously, as someone who's a, a favorite of mine as well, I'd like to see him be able to do more. But you're not sure in this run how much more he's going to get. But yeah, it was a nice little uh, nice little scene. And obviously, uh, any way any way he can outsmart the bros is uh, always good for some comedy right there. What up, bro? <laughs> be clear gerald bro this this is what william thinks of hawkeye yep that's about okay right. that's about okay right. bro okay sounds good bro. I'm, ready, bro I'm ready i'm ready to go into my diatribe bro i'm ready <laughs> oh, bro. are you gonna try to give hawkeye some love this week no i ain't give a hawkeye no love no william. On, william not even a little bit not even a little bit. Look, his Avengers day with his Avengers days gone past. He, he's more of us than ever. He's more being a family man and 
um, trying to make sure his kids are taken care of, trying to make trying he's trying to make sure he makes it back home for Christmas by trying to look out for uh, Kate Bishop. Um, and like I say, you got a little action scene. Then I probably throw an action scene for you here and there, but it doesn't excuse the fact that without the Avengers, without the Cosmic Adventures, Hawkeye's boring. He's the most boring Avenger. And there's no nothing there that makes him great or good. He's just boring. And it's not the fact that he's a, a normal human. No, 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 no. That's not that it. That's not the fact because Green because Green Arrow's a normal human, but at least Green Arrow has an interesting backstory. He has the he has interesting backstory. He has the rooting. He has a second. I want to ask you one question, real quick. Sure. You do. You ever take into consideration that when it comes to like superhero teams or any kind mm-hmm. of team, any action hero team or whatever, mm-hmm. you always have to have those those members, those characters who are like those those cog pieces, those ones that are like the the ones that bind the team, that kind of like you know round out the roster and they add like their own kind of distinct aspects. So in other words, so, so in other words, Hawkeye's the six man. Okay, I got you. I got you. He's the six man. I got you. He's a blue he's guy. He's a blue guy, bro. He, he's just boring, man. Without the Avengers, and again, they're going to throw you a bone every now and again to keep the show moving as far as giving you an action scene here and there. But without the Avengers, without the adventures um, that they go through, uh, without another hero, least a lot of Black Widow, hey, he's just a dude. And I'll watch the show because I got to for Gauntlet, but... <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't do nothing for me, man. It's it's so a level, it's a level above Batwoman. I'll give it that. So I'm assuming though, uh, what is your interpretation of the scene we were just talking about? Then, like I say, they gonna throw you a bone. It was all right. They gonna throw you a bone every now and again to keep the show interesting because they know that they have to show a fight scene because you are work you are watching a superhero show. So they're going to throw you a fight scene here and there to make sure you stay interested, make sure you stay vested in watching the rest of the show. But in terms of it overall being good, look at the first two episodes. No and no. It is it, just nah. Not, not your cup of tea. That's not great. No. No. I mean, I love the fact that they are portraying him as a father. I do love that because that's the one thing that we have in common. But, you know, past that point, showing him with the kids, um, talking to him, um, I thought it was interesting the fact that you learned. If you didn't know already, he was deaf. Um, if you didn't know that already, you know it now. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. So, um, yeah, I just, other than that, it's just meh. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, it, that that definitely is an interesting aspect that, you know, basically all the explosions over the years, you know, has damaged his hearing and they mm-hmm. make that kind of a focal point in this series. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And half uh, the explosions are his fault. Yep, yep, yep. Every time you have a comment? Arrow, boom. <laughs> Nobody tell you to shoot that arrow. Yeah, no, Cyber, I was just going to say that just like Debbie was saying, it's the the tracksuit mafia guys are almost like too too uh, farcical in a way. Like they're so inept that I mean I'm not trying to get too far into the ahead of the in the episode and everything, but they can't seem to do anything right. 
That is very, very uh, correct, I would say. But I think that's kind of the point of them in this series. I think they're supposed to be the comic relief. And I think that's up, the reason bro? why they made them like that, you know, because they, because they're just like that comic relief, bro. You know, bro, bro. bro. Debbie, Debbie, what's up, bro? Well, they must, yeah, yeah, bro. They must make no, bro. <laughs> Typically, Kingpin doesn't uh, like uh, fool around with his uh, operatives. So true, very true. true, very true. That's true. That's true. So yeah, so I mean that whole scene was really fun. I, I, you get some great action going on, and then once they break out, that's when they break out and they uh, basically hype, you know, hot wire a car, and then have this gigantic chase sequence. So they go from action to more action, and Williams like shaking his head, like no, no, not more of the action, and. Uh, so basically, we have this giant car, you know, car sequence. They're chasing each other and stuff like that. The Draxi Mafia is chasing after them in these vehicles. And basically, Kate Bishop kind of gets a lesson in Hawkeye's uh, arrows, basically, the different types that he has and stuff like that. And as they proceed through this, she's shooting all these different arrows that do all these different types of things. We get a pin particle one. We get a suction cut one. We get all these different types of the arrows. We got the like gel arrow, too. Yep, yep. And, you know, as they proceed through this, they're using these to try to stop the tracksuit mafia from chasing them and stuff like that. And basically, they get towards the end where the, the suction cup arrow eventually comes into play and actually works after she shoots it to the into the the, the uh, windshield of one of the cars and it doesn't do anything. Right. Uh, so my question for you guys is, is what was your <laughs> thoughts on that whole sequence and kind of learning about the different arrows that Hawkeye had in his arsenal? Uh, starting with you, Debbie. Well, yeah, I, I like his trick arrows. Um, my only question is, why does he only keep... He never keeps very many, and I, I don't know why, because it looks like the thing that's on his back has plenty of room for it looks a like ton of arrows. Whole, it looks like his quiver should hold a whole lot more arrows. Yeah. So I, I, you know, he's always running out and I don't know if that's like a running joke or whatever, but anyways, yeah, I, I like the trick arrows. Uh, the one blame Biden, Debbie, it's not, it's, Debbie's, <laughs> it's Biden's fault. Did you just say Biden? Oh my gosh. During, during, during the Trump administration, yes, uh, I had a full quiver of arrows. <laughs> what do you do? Give the arrows to the poor? Is that what he did? Did he give the arrow? The only, <laughs> the only trick arrow I, and that's probably because it didn't look realistic. Um, I think it was the, uh, I don't know if he, they called it the silly putty one where it went on the window and it grew. Oh, I yeah, mean, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that yeah, looked, purple. yeah. That looked, really cgi i mean it didn't even look realistic it's like, like they didn't even try <laughs> looked like nickelodeon slime that's what it looked like yeah. um but yeah i i love all the trick arrows i like the uh i was really surprised with the pim arrow that, that one used. shot me too yeah that was that was the one that got me. <laughs> but i like that one and that was really heartbroken when the 72 Challenger was totaled. That was a sweet I car. I feel you on that. I feel nah. you. On that. 
fee on that. Nice. I, I, I love muscle car cars, too. so that broke my classic. heart. <laughs> yeah, classic car, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, how about you, Gerald? What did you think about that scene? I think the best part for me was something that actually was shown in a sneak preview before the series started, and that was the sequence as they are just trying to get away. It's a continuous shot sequence as they're leaving the parking lot. I found that to be very impressive and one of the the most uh, interesting things I've seen in any of the television shows on Marvel this year. Then it it kind of dragged a little bit after that once they got through the Christmas tree lot and then you started going in and checking for arrows and things of that nature. And I think if they shortened the chase for about maybe even about three, four minutes from what it was, I think it would have been a little bit more concise, a little bit better, but it started out great with that continuous shot sequence that I thought was really creative. And I thought for a television show was something that was unique. And I was expecting seeing, I would expect seeing something like that on a feature film, or if it was a Marvel film up on the big screen, but I'm not used to seeing those type of continuous shots, which, you know, uh, uh, for tricks out there usually are not just continuous shot. It's usually done in separate shots, but uh, their fancy editing and involved in order to go ahead and make it look like a continuous shot for the most part on the, all, all these type of things uh, that is something that it's, it's not done enough in television. So I really found it intriguing and I really found it uh, something that was well worth watching that part of it. Again, the, it kind of dragged out a little bit, but uh, for the most part on the chase, once they got to the bridge and whatnot, but for, you know, leading into it, I thought it was very good for what it was. Gerald, I've got you on that, bro. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Okay, bro. Definitely. Hi, bro. Bro, bro, bro. See you, bro. Oh, my goodness. Bro, bro, bro. Anyways, so thank you, Gerald. That was uh, wonderful. Uh, and, uh, I, yeah, I, I can see, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have probably thought that was a little too long. Um, and I just thought it was really enjoyable. I thought they did a good job with that. I like that they took the time to kind of go through the different arrows and give us kind of an idea of what other arrows Clint has. I think that was pretty cool. I am with, uh, De- no, I am with Debbie, though. I do agree with Debbie. They need to start showing more what he can do. Um, maybe later on down the line with more arrows to kind of like establish him a little bit, kind of try to break him out of that boring mode, per se. Um, I just feel he's like... If he would have been Ronin off the bat, okay, I got you. But you're establishing it from Hawkeye. Don't know if you're going to see him as Ronin or not. I hope so. I think that's where the ratings are because I'll give Clint his credit. As Ronin, he's a badass. Um, but they need to do something in this. I feel that establishes Hawkeye more as a established Hawkeye in terms of maybe he can be awesome. Maybe he, he won't. You can break him out of that boring mode. And I think showing more arrows in this quiver and using more of those would really help with that. Hmm. So what else did you think about that scene there that we were just talking about, William? It, it, it was okay. Um, it, it, it was something, it was filler um, for the most part, but it wasn't, pre- but it was filler for the most part. Um, but yeah, it was all right. Like I say, the, the, pim, the pim arrow got me. That's the one thing that did get me. I didn't expect that. That's the one thing that got me. That was kind of cool. I'm, I got it. I got to give my boy props on that one. That was kind of cool. But um, <laughs> but everything. Uh... Yeah, the pim, the pim, the pim one was really cool. I thought that, that was, was a awesome. cool, ingenious idea. Yeah, that was ingenious. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. 
How about you, Jeff? What did you think about that scene? I think well, he's going. I think that um, uh, basically um, one thing that's, that kind of throws me off a little bit with this series is just that, and I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to be on the same page with William with all his like Hawkeye hating and shit because I'm not down with that. I love Hawkeye. Bro, bro. Uh, I'm with Gerald like, uh, and Debbie. Like, uh, I love Hawkeye. So, uh, I, you know, uh, but, um, you know, I just, I, I want to point out that, you know, uh, Clint was with S.H.I.E.L.D. for like years and years and years and everything before he was ever an Avenger, him and Black Widow. And we saw like in like the Avengers, for instance, when they showed the flashback to not the flashback, but like the the video tape that they were showing in the background of them in Budapest or whatever. Like, you know, Hawkeye's been in like in like hardcore war zones and stuff like that and everything and had to fight his way through and whatnot. So I kind of feel like in a way. Um, they're almost not showcasing how talented he can be, like how, how effective he can be, because he can be really effective in combat when he wants to be. Um, I mean, I, you know, again, William is going to talk his junk, but I think that like uh, he played like a very important role in the Avengers in the Battle of New York. Like he was a key part of that. I mean, he wasn't just there. He was, like, actually, like, an important aspect of it. Calling shots and everything from, like, his his nest and everything and, you know, uh, catching strays and everything and whatnot. He was he was really great. And um, what I really enjoy about, um, about Kate Bishop in this series is that she idolizes Hawkeye. That's the thing that I like about her is I like that she, that she, that she likes Hawkeye so much. And he doesn't really understand why. But as far as like that uh, chase scene goes, I mean, I don't want to be repetitive, but um, the trick arrow stuff was fun. It was cool. Um, I enjoyed the the, the chemistry between um, Clint and Kate Bishop. Uh, that's that's definitely like a highlight for me, and was a highlight for me in that in that scene. And it was nice to see her archery skills for once, since we haven't really seen much of that. I think they they uh, in the first two episodes they showed it quite a bit actually I thought like especially with the bell tower scene and uh, you know uh, there was a few scenes you know in that second episode that showed her skill so I mean yeah I definitely agree it was nice to see more of it but I definitely feel that she's she got uh, quite a bit of t- you know time shown her archery skills so far in the series so it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do further down the road to see if they give her even more and more you know what i mean well, i would hope so cyber because again if you want to go by the comic book run which i think is a very is is a, is, a, is there's a reason why it's, it's praised and highly regarded as it is um in the in the comic book run the matt fraction run she's using her bow and arrow all the time like you're very rarely seeing her ever actually like going hand to hand with anybody it's always the bow and arrow. So I hope they end up getting around to that Kate Bishop. That's the Hawkeye Kate Bishop. Yeah. I'm, you know, maybe, maybe because they're just introducing her, maybe that they're going to show her evolve. And that's kind of what it'll end up becoming is more like the comic books. Hopefully you never know. They could want her to be more combat. You know how Marvel is. They like to change things up. Uh, you know, with their series sometimes, and they're just there's they're different than what the comic books are doing. You know, they take liberties and so forth. So, you know, I, I always find it weird sometimes when they take so, there's certain liberties that I feel that are really 
positive for the characters versus what they did in the comics in the movies and makes it more sense. Well, then there's other times when you're just like, why did you do that change? Like, I don't get that one. It should have stayed the same like it was in the comic books. So hopefully we'll get that, you know, that type of Kate Bishop eventually in the MCU. Uh, so moving on. So we have that climactic car chase scene. We have to see that awesome Pym arrow. Uh, and basically, you know, during that whole ruckus and everything, you know, Hawkeye, actually, his hearing aid gets just gets broken. And so they need to get it fixed because... Of course, with the next scene, we see him and he's like in the kitchen putting ice, you know, bags of frozen peas or whatever on his head to, you know, from the combat and stuff like that. And then he gets a phone call from his son. And, you know, unfortunately, he can't hear it because his hearing aid has been, you know, destroyed or broken, we should say. And so there's that conversation that ends up going on and Kate is writing down what the son is saying so that he can see what the son is saying so he can respond. And I thought that was a very powerful, uh, you know, scene, especially because, you know, it's once again, it's showing that, that type of personal relationship that Hawkeye has with family. And I, I, just like William was saying, there's a huge family dynamic for Hawkeye for some reason throughout, you know, every single movie he's been in basically. I mean, since age of Ultron. So, I mean, that, that's a huge part of who Hawkeye is, which is completely different than what's in the comic books. Uh, Cause I, honestly, I don't ever remember him being very family oriented in the comic books. He was more like the green arrow and stuff like that. He was, uh, you know, a hero. And so I think that was interesting that they included that and made it a little bit more personal for him. Once again, you know, kind of the reason why he ended up becoming Ronin in Endgame, you know, the loss of his family and stuff like that. So I think that's a fun thing that they did. And that whole scene was really interesting. So then once that happens, they end up in front of this little like Asian market or something. I don't know where exactly it's supposed to be, but to get Hawkeye's hearing aid fixed. And... (laughs) <clears throat> so they get his hearing aid fixed and you know finally uh he's able to hear again and then basically it ends up going and showing them at this diner having a conversation and we kind of learn a little bit more and we get a little bit more history and stuff like that uh they talk a little bit about ronin and stuff like, like that and kate's still kind of thinking that you know that clint knows ronin but doesn't realize that ronin is clint so my next question for you guys is what did you think about that conversation and kind of how Kate doesn't realize that Clint is Ronan still? Uh, because you think she would – she's such a clever girl, she would already know that. So starting uh, with you, Gerald. So when it comes to – I mean that – I mean what – well, I mean when you're, you're coming out of the uh, – trying to get his fit, you know, thing fixed, you start seeing his family life. He's, he gets the call from his son and, and you know, it just – you start to see 10 years of Marvel action with him. I think basically is what it comes down to. You start to see what's going to evolve with his character uh, and – I know he said in interviews he would love to come back to maybe guide or lead a West Coast Avengers if they ever come back, come with something like that. So maybe someday he will be able to do that. I would love to see that happen. But you're starting to see, I think, the evolution. Of, uh, I know you're shaking your head. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm just saying that maybe at this point in time, they're trying to evolve the character. And Jeremy Renner 
maybe his, his, I don't know if it's the start of, of him walking out or leaving the Hawkeye character, but I think it's just, again, this is going to be a showcase. This whole series is a showcase for, I think, an evolution of the character going transitioning from one character to the other. And you just see that they're emphasizing his family life, his home life, and how much of a priority it is to him. And ultimately, I think he's going to have to make a decision or his character is going to have to make a decision on what is he going to continue to do? Is he going to continue to sacrifice his family life or is he going to go ahead and, you know, basically join his family and maybe stay off of the, uh, let's say superhero radar for quite some time. And I, I think you're getting glimpses of that in these quiet scenes, like the one he had with his son. Hmm. So what did you think about the fact that Kate still thinks that Ronan is somebody else though? I think it's good because it's going to come up for a dramatic conclusion. And Haley Steinfeld, I think she's a tremendous actress at this. I think she's done a whale of a job. And I think that the future is very bright for her and her character. I think the fact that, uh, you know, her, for, I don't say comedic value, but for a shock value, when something surprises her or shocks her, she's a tremendous actress in how she emotes that, you know, that type of thing. So you can see this coming. You can see her getting like, the eyes bugging out and, and her just like, you know, screaming at the top of her lungs. What? You know, when she's going to ultimately get surprised, the fact when they, you know, uh, whether she finds out accidentally or he lets her know that he is Ronan. So you, you can see it coming. You see, you, you can see them setting up for that, that shock scene that she's going to have because every time that she's already been shocked already when, in you know, when, Ro, you know, when uh, Jeremy Renner, t- you know, and Hawkeye tells her something new, you can see the surprise and how much they want to go ahead and, and uh, you know, highlight that. And I, I think that's going to be, they're, they're just setting it up for this, something like that because it's for her. It's a, it's not only is it funny, but it just shows her type of character and how high strung she is. And so much different. She's so much different than the way Jim, Jeremy Renner has played the Hawkeye character. And it's very intentional. Very true. Very true. How about you, Liam? What did you think about that? scene where they're having that conversation after he gets his hearing aid fixed and basically her still not realizing that he's Ronan. If he did tell her that would kill half the show. So you have to keep things going as is. Um, And I do like the fact that you do have that human dialogue between the two of them, you know, pretty much a, a student teacher type of mentorship going on there. Um, I do like that fact. I love any type of the human development you get in any story. Um, regardless of who the character is. Um, and I do like it. Um, should, if he doesn't tell us, she'll figure out eventually. Um, the character is very smart on, on her toes, on her feet. Um, the thing that I'm looking for to happen, um, Hawkeye goes be with his family. Cause again, single dad myself, um, goes and chooses his family over the hero and let Kate take it over. That's what I'm sort of kind of wishing happens. Um, because again, um, Kate's ready to step up. You already see it. You already see it. She's ready to step up. She's ready to take the role, ready to take the mantle. Let her do it and let him go be with his family, which is the most important thing in his life. Very true. Agreed. Very true. Yep. Agreed. Well said. Very well said. Uh, how about you, Debbie? I think it's a little too soon for Kate to be taking over. She's just way too cocky and annoying. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like her as a character, but 
like the first two episodes when she was like really fangirling a lot that got annoying um but i at least not right now and i don't know i mean we're talking a time frame of about five days because this show will end probably at christmas Mm -hmm. timeline wise so there's only five days i'm not sure she's going to learn about ronin within that time if it if she does it's going to be at the end of the show um and i don't know I haven't seen it has is Hawkeye listed as a limited series? Yes, yeah. Okay. Cause I was kind of hoping it might go into a season two or something, but uh, yeah, I, as of right now, she needs to eat some humble pie. Shut up, William. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, I also want to say, I think off the initial reaction of uh, ratings, I don't think it's going to get a season two because it's it's um, according to whatever metrics they can give. Although Disney hasn't shared it, what metrics that people are able to gauge off it, it's it's trailing uh, right now. Any of the episodes, I think a lot of people feel like William does uh, on that. And I don't mean. To necessarily rain on Jeff's parade because I know Jeff likes him, but I brought it up on this show several times. Why Hawkeye? That's all I'm saying. Why Hawkeye? Other, they can't all have superpowers. I mean, other, Hawkeye is Joe Blow off. <laughs> I, I love that transition. That was a good one. You gotta send me that. I love that transition. But um, but but that's my thing. Why? That's all I've asked. <laughs> There's other characters that can, that that could have been brought in that would have brought brought better ratings out there. Um, other Avengers you could have used if you want to go the Avenger route. Very true. Very true. And last not but least, Mister Jeff, what were your thoughts on that scene, sir? Yeah, Jeff, what's your thoughts? I mean, you know, it was it was all right. If I if I had to say if I had to say what was the filler of the episode for me, that was the filler. Like, I mean, you know, I, I don't know. It didn't do that much for me, really. It was kind of cute, I guess. Um, you know, uh, uh, Hawkeye should definitely think about investing into some co- like contraception, maybe, because uh, he seems to be popping kids out left and right, bro. Like, come on, bro. Um. But anyways, uh, no, um, it was cute and everything. It's nice to see, like, again, the, the chemistry between them. Um, like Gerald said, Haley Steinfeld, regardless of what she does um, with Kship in this series, she has a, a a wonderful career ahead of her. Yes, she she's does. Very young. She, um, she's a bright spot. To me, she's a bright spot of the show. Well, she was in True Grit, and she and she was nominated for like I think like uh, Best Supporting Actress or something like that. That's correct. Yes. Was, was that her in True Grit? Yes, that's yeah. her in True Grit. Plus, also she's uh, you know if the if they never if let's say Marvel wants to cut her character off right now, remember she's also into the Spider Verse. Facts. Facts. As Spider Gwen, so Facts. she's got a career with Marvel nonetheless. Regardless, yep. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cyber. Honestly, uh, it was it was a cute little deal, like uh, with her, you know, doing the translating and everything for him because he couldn't hear. Um, but I just just as far as what we were talking about earlier with why 
Hawkeye never has any any arrows and his quiver is always so low. I think I actually know a guy who might be able to tell us what's going on with that. Oh, look. Due to inflation, one good girl is now worth 1,132.13 bitches. <laughs> yes. Only, That's only it right the, there. Only on the bleeding edge. That made absolutely no sense to what we were talking about. <laughs> no sense. That's what I said. Only on the bleeding edge. Oh, God. But, 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 but that, yeah, because if you look in the comics, he's got a full quiver for the most part. And it's like, I don't know. In the comics, he never runs out of arrows. Yeah, he never runs out of the comics. Never. It's a full quiver and he never runs out, no matter how many he shoots. Yeah, since Avengers 1, I mean, he's run out of arrows. Yeah. Every single movie. It's, and it's movie like, like out. why do you have such an empty quiver? Man, like, baby, you need to pay that man for royalties, Debbie. You need to pay that man his royalties <laughs> so he can buy some more arrows, Debbie. That's what you need to do. Yeah, that's just <laughs> weird. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah. yeah, good 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 points there, uh Jeff. Yeah, most definitely. I, I I can see that being the lower part of the episode, most definitely the filler uh, as well. And talking about Haley Safford, I knew from the first moment I saw her in True Grit, I knew she was gonna be a fantastic actress. I knew she was gonna be good. Mm-hmm. I knew she was gonna be good because she put out one of the best performances in that movie. And I knew I was gonna enjoy her in anything she did even after that because she just was so good. And so yeah. And Jared brought up a good point. And Jared brought up a good point. Didn't mean to cut you off. And Jared brought up a good point too, because the way she's showing her her character's emotions on her face like that, when she gets surprised and, and everything, it, it's just really good to see. Um, and like I said, she's been the whole bright spot of the series to me. Uh, this is showing her off and her acting skills, and I enjoy watching her. Jimmy Renner's a good actor too. To get me wrong, he's playing the boyish character in the Marvel Universe. But besides that fact, hey. She's doing a job. She's doing her job very well. Cyber, I just want to point out from earlier that yep. Tony Dalton, um, that plays Jack uh Duquesne or whatever, um uh uh Mira Formiga's uh fiance or whatever, um yep. that is the is the, the source is the swordsman uh and is Hawkeye's mentor in the comics. The actor himself actually has come out and said that he's not gonna be that character in the series. Wow. Yep, I saw that too. I saw that. Wow. I read that too in an article. Yeah, which I because I looked him up too to see what his character was, and and I I read that exact same thing. So yeah, I think it's interesting that the, it, once again, you know, MCU taking their liberties so and changing things. So it'll be interesting to see just what they end up doing with this character, you know, versus what his comic book actual character is. So yeah, looking forward to seeing what they do with Jack. Because uh, so far, I've enjoyed him. I thought he's been a, an interesting character, and it'll be. In- I'm very interested in seeing where it goes and like where he ties into, you know, what happened to the other gentleman that got killed in episode two and so forth and stuff like that. So I think that's gonna be interesting. So to kind of round out this episode, so after that conversation and that, are basically Kate. Uh, you know, gets Hawkeye to agree to go and check out the penthouse where Jack is. And, you know, because she has made it aware that basically she thinks that he's down, he's done something. He's killed that the rich gentleman before and stuff like that. So they basically go to, you know, go to the penthouse to break in and stuff and all kind of 
she's having a hard time trying to break in and everything, even though she supposedly has all the cues and everything. And then basically the episode ends showing Jack with the Rodent Sword and Hawkeye's, you know, coming up, Hawkeye's face comes right up to it. And that's how it ends. So my last question for you guys for this episode of Hawkeye is what were your thoughts on Jack showing up with the Ronin Sword right there at the end? And what what are your thoughts like? Do you what do you think that's gonna play out to be? Or do you think that's you know something that's gonna be important down the line in the six part series? Uh starting with you, Gerald. Well, like you said, uh, it's kind of a shame that he's already let the cat out of the bag that you're not going to see him as the swordsman character. You know, just, I think Marvel should just say, you know what? I think whenever you just promote the show, no spoilers. And if you feel like mm-hmm. going ahead and spoiling it for people, go sequester yourself into a house or something. You can just spill it out to, you know, to a, maybe like a family member. They can go in and I can NDA to you. Know, just, just that's it. Just don't say you anything tell, to anybody. You can tell, you you tell the family dog. How about that? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> tell the family dog. Family dog won't tell anybody else. But, uh, you know, I, I think that, it, you know, it's it, like you said, it's going to lead to something. Whether or not it leads to a Hawkeye season two, we'll see. But I have a feeling it's going to lead where all these characters are going to be like maybe in the Daredevil series if they go ahead and, and uh, you know reignite that, which seemingly they're on the course of doing. So Echo, I have I have a feeling a lot of these people will be seen in the Echo series as well. So I have a feeling that if he's not going to appear as a swordsman in this series, and you're going to see any type of climactic battle between his character and Hawkeye, which I would personally love to see. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that they're saving it for, like I said, Echo and uh, Daredevil on, and anything associated with that, uh, dare dare I say, Hell's Kitchen, uh, you know, area, you know, as far as the superhero series are concerned. as You know, they concentrate on that. It's almost like they're reverting back to that, the Netflix series again, and they're just like, concentrating on that area of the Marvel Cinematic That's universe. exactly, Jared, I don't mean to cut you off, but you make a really great point there. That's exactly what I was talking about on MCU Monday with, with Debbie and Chris. The fact that I almost feel like uh, this Hawkeye that we're getting, at least from like the Matt Fraction comic book run, is one where it's it very much mirrors like a Daredevil type like Hawkeye. You know, like it's a very similar atmosphere. I have a feeling that's the way they want to trend because I guess uh, we said we we're about ready to see She-Hulk, Daredevil, Echo. These are all confirmed series. Even, maybe even, I don't know where Miss Marvel is staged at. Uh, does anybody know as far as where Miss Marvel will be? Somewhere, somewhere in mid- New York? Late 2022. Well, I know. I mean, that's not date, but the, uh, the location. Hello, uh, isn't uh, it New York? What a shock. I could be wrong. I thought it was New York. I, I think you're probably right. I it's see from the cityscapes in the trailer. It seems mm-hmm. like it's New York. So if that's it's New Jersey. I mean, they're New Jersey. Like New yeah, Jersey. Okay. Okay. New York, New Jersey. Okay. So but, I mean, you're seeing that that small area, New Jersey, New York area, funnel all these superheroes and criminals. It looks like that you have a seemingly almost endless ways of introducing or going ahead and expanding upon these characters and if uh, he's already said that you're not going to go ahead and see him as a swordsman in this care in this time frame in the series you're going to see him in one of those series coming up so it's obviously they have plans for him vera farmigna's character 
they obviously have plans for her. Could she be Madame Mask? You never know. I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be the case. You know, I see some yes. head shaking. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. it is. I think that's where it's headed as well. So uh, I think you're going to see a lot of these a lot of these characters you're going to see in all these other New Jersey, New York series. I think Jeremy Renner is the one individual that you're not going to see <laughs> coming up because I think he's going to take a break from Marvel and whether or not they bring him back for a season two or anything else that remains to be seen because it just seems like when he interviews, he's just like, okay, I've done my job. I've done my fail. I think I'm, I think I'm close to being done. Just, it's just, I, mean, I get those realize, vibes. I mean, you guys got to realize how long they, these actors have been in these roles. Um, I, I mean, he a, wasn't given the same while. shot like Chris Hemsworth because Chris Hemsworth was given a new bolt of life with, with Taika Waititi totally rechanging his character, which gave him the initiative to be more himself with his comedic character. And that something he does very well is, is playing a comedic character. Jeremy Renner has not been given his, a character readjustment per se. We just see more of the individual now that he is, that has been hidden, hinted upon in the movies. So I think, uh, that's probably why I, I don't know if you ask Jeremy Renner off the screen, maybe he'd tell you he's still interested, but you know, Kevin Feige's always said, you got to be excited at this point forward. If you're not excited about playing the character, they'll just go ahead and move on. Yep. I just want to make sure. a quick point, cyber uh, coming off of what Gerald said. I think it's, it's, an, it's interesting and important to bring up the fact that uh, as we talk about Hawkeye, the way we have and his whole like uh, tenure with the Avengers and everything, he was like a seriously major, integral, and like fun, interesting part of Endgame. Like when they when he wasn't there for Infinity War, and then he came back for Endgame, he was he was like a, a really interesting and fun part of that whole, you know, uh, team and everything. You know, with the, with that bringing him back with his different haircut and everything. Um, I think that people were really. Like people really missed him when he was when he wasn't there in Infinity War, and they were happy to see him come back. I know I was. True, true. All right, William, your final thoughts, sir. I was kind of hoping they were going to throw down right then, but <laughs> they're going to wait for the they're going to wait for the next episode. You know, <laughs> look, I'm just saying. If you're gonna make Hawkeye this character that we have to watch, put him in situations that are that are exciting to watch. Um, and I thought they should have thrown down right there, and then in the middle of the battle, do a, <clears throat> come back to next week or whatever. Um, but we gotta wait until that time. We gotta wait until next week to possibly see him fight. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, at that point, before that happened, it kind of pointed down for me from that point forward. That point forward. Um, but again, it was kind of interesting to see Kate do her thing with her computer. It's also kind of interesting to see she got locked out. So apparently they know it's her trying to pull up this information because she got locked out of the system. So I thought that was kind of uh, interesting there too. Um, that you can that her computer hacking finally got stopped. But yeah, it just bottomed out from that point. Car car scene, thought we could have got the fight. If we would have got that fight. That would have saved the episode, but we gotta wait till next week. Very true. Very Man. true. Man, let me see the I fight was... now. <laughs> Give William the fight, MCU. No. Anyway, so Debbie, your final thoughts. 
Kate's mother, Eleanor, is sketchy as hell. She is sketchy as hell. And I think her in... Um, call out, baby. Call out. I think they're in cahoots. Because every time Kate tries to bring it up to Eleanor, she just kind of dismisses it, yep. changes the subject, tries yep. to, you know, get it away from him, Jack. So I think they're in cahoots. I think she's mad of mask. That's an and that's an interesting thing. Yeah. And I think they'll there there will be a throwdown. Maybe the next episode will be when Kate realizes that Clint okay. is Ronan. Hey, can we get Kate and the mom going at it? <laughs> Maybe the mom is working for the kingpin. Yeah. I, I think it's all related. Yeah. It's all related. Jeff, well, that would be it, so and that's pretty. Awesome. I mean, if you're her, if you're uh, Kate Bishop, you're you're seeing yourself. Okay, your mom went from one extreme at the very beginning of the series, way back and when in twenty thousand uh, two thousand twelve, to owning uh, a security company. Uh, you know, obviously engage, uh, engaged to a individual that you think is very nefarious. And if your mom is is the leader of a security company, you think she would probably know something about this guy or two. Right. And yeah, so I mean, she, she she should know by now that something's not exactly entirely hunky do you know hunky dory about what's going it's on hanky. in the series. Yeah, <laughs> so I like uh, those. You know. I like those. I like those theories though, because that could take this show to a whole different level. Because at that point, you're taking your focus off of Hawkeye at that point. And more on the story itself, Ooh. and I think that's what this this whole series is about. It's not necessarily again; it, it's trying to serve a lot of purposes. Uh, and, and while yes, one is obviously to go ahead and, and ingratiate everyone again to Hawkeye's character. I think the bigger purposes is uh, the biggest bigger purpose is to introduce all these other characters that right. you're going to be see a lot more of down the road. So Jeremy Renner, you probably not see a whole lot of down the road. You'll be seeing a lot of these other characters down the road. That's for sure. Yeah, I think this series, because with the other ones we've had, um, <clears throat> and I think it was brought up on our MCU Mondays, we've had mythical, we've had, you know, whatever. We've had Age of Ultron, we've had robots, and 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 everything in Hawkeye. <laughs> Hawkeye is more grounded in this whole series just like daredevil and jessica jones and uh luke cage it's all you know street level you know the soldier punisher i mean they're just all you know they're all street level and they all have street level villains and whatnot so that's kind of why i like uh hawkeye because he's you know he's your average show he doesn't have powers <clears throat> it's all his talent with the uh bow and arrow very true very true and finally mr jeff your final thoughts sir hawkeye also definitely has some talent in the uh reproductive uh category because he seems to be able to uh continue to in- increase his uh family number Left and right, so um, 
Then I get divorced all time soon. Get that child. I think everybody pretty much talked everything there is to talk about with that that yeah. final uh, part of uh, of Hawkeye episode three. Why don't we roll into the the Spider Man trailer? Oh yeah. Oh, you thank you for taking stuff. that away from me. Oh, you're so lovely. <laughs> well, I'll give you what. I'm big. Yes, yeah, Jeff. What? Anyways. So, yes, uh, so that is the conclusion of episode three of Hawkeye. I want to thank everyone for their thoughts on that, and all did great. And to close out this episode of The Bleeding Edge tonight, where we're going to review, there's actually a third trailer for Spider-Man 3, No Way Home. So we were going to show that trailer, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. So, uh, Jeff, please... That spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. Be careful what you wish for. We started getting some visitors from every universe. The multiverse is real? Looks like we got competition. Parker. I am so confused right now. Parker, we need to send them back. Are you thinking, hey, I'm about to do something that could break the universe when it by us next time? Deal. Let's catch some multiverse men. Peter, you're struggling. Look, there has to be another way. They're a danger to our universe. Have everything you want. While the world tries to make you choose. Is that a dinosaur? I'll fix this, but I'm gonna need some help. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. take this away from me do you know peter parker who's spider-man yes is that him no this is all my fault i can't save everyone Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. Get your tickets now, ladies and gentlemen. Do it now. <clears throat> Don't wait. Now so that was... Actually, the, the advance is really good on it, right? The advance? The advance, the tickets. The advance uh, because, tickets yeah, yeah, the tickets went yeah. on sale on Monday. Mm -hmm. And uh, only Avengers Endgame is outpacing it uh, yep. as far as at this point. So. Yep. Really? That's why I say yes. don't wait. Go ahead and go, go ahead and do it now. You know you're gonna see it. Everybody here gonna see it. It's so funny that I don't have that for thousands of look dollars. At that, look at that. that I'll just walk in the theater Saturday morning and you, yeah, absolutely. Ticket. You're gonna find a seat. You're gonna find a seat. <laughs>
everybody can't be a princess like you now. Come on. When you're a princess, <laughs> they just they just give you a seat in the theater. You don't have to pay. Well, I, on, I live in a very small town, so everybody knows you already. I don't think it's gonna be an issue. So it's Debbie. Debbie. Same thing here. My town. Come on down. Get this seat. So. Get this seat on the front row, Debbie. Come on down. <laughs> Come on down. We got you. <laughs> Want some popcorn and some diet coke? <laughs> That's right. That's what I always get. <laughs> <laughs> I guessed it. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that that definitely was a different trailer than the previous two. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought it showed a little more uh, uh, action with the the bad guys. Um, I do recall, I do believe though that there's the one scene where Spider Man's jumping out towards Mysterio, uh, not Mysterio, Sandman, Lizard. Yeah. Uh, Electro and stuff like that, and I swear to God, I in this trailer I saw two other additional oh Spider Man jumping out with him. So I think that just confirmed that the other two Spider Mans are in this film. Because if you think about it, you look at the uh, like how they cut the scenes. There's certain parts where they're like, you know, like Peter's like, uh, "Why do we have to do this? There's a way we can save these people." And why would he be saying that about the villains? To me, that's saying right there, showing pure point that the other Spider-Mans are in this film. So I think that's kind of interesting that that's how they cut it together. They kind of throw you off, but at the same time, it's a it's basically kind of like a Easter egg going, uh, yes, where the other Spider-Mans are in this film. So I think that's kind of interesting that how they cut it like that. I agree with you, Cyber. I th I don't think he's I don't think I don't think Peter Parker is talking about just Doc Ock. Because it's obvious that him and Doc Ock are going to team up uh, in the film. I think he's obviously talking about other people that he's going to be getting together with to fight back against these multiverse villains. Most well, definitely. Uh, what were you guys' thoughts on that trailer? Uh, starting with you, Deb. I really wish I hadn't seen that. I had been staying away from, I've seen the first two trailers. I didn't want to see any more. And this is what pisses me off about movie or about um, movie studios is that they release, you know, 10,000 TV ads, which thank God I don't watch TV because I stream everything. But when they just keep releasing trailers and trailers and trailers, and then it's just like, okay, there's no surprise anymore. So I wish I hadn't seen the other Spider-Man. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see the movie. I just would have rather had been surprised in the movie theater to see that. So you're saying you saw the other Spider-Mans too in that trailer? Yes, I did. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I, I wasn't sure. I'm I not saying it's Toby or, or, or um, Andrew, but I mean, it could be from other multiverses, Peter Parker's. It, doesn't have to be Toby and Andrew. How about you, Gerald? I'm excited to see it. I mean, that's what it does. That's what these trailers are supposed to do. Uh, it's supposed to give you the vibes to go ahead and, you know, well, take, you know, go out and spend the money and some cases maybe go on eBay and spend thousands of dollars on a ticket. But uh, for me, uh, again, I just can't wait to go ahead and see it. I've never been the biggest Spider-Man fan. Uh, I still am, uh, you know, enjoying what I'm seeing, uh, you know, as an MCU fan. So I'm really liking what I'm seeing, especially the interactions between 
Tom Holland Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. So it's a new dynamic between those two is Doctor Strange maybe kind of mentoring him. Maybe, maybe not. I guess it's not as well as obviously Iron Man has, but still it's very interesting to see where this is going and how Tom Holland's Spider-Man character manages to mess up a very good spell. Very true. Very true. I will make one additional comment. Yes, Daddy. I love seeing Jameson. Is that a dinosaur? <laughs> I about fell out of my chair. That was hilarious. <laughs> I can't wait to see more of him in the movie. I'm so glad they brought him back too, because he was yeah. perfect as Jay Joma Jameson in the, you know, Tobey Maguire Spider Man's. Uh, I wish they had brought him in for the Amazing Spider Man's, but Max. you know, the, but at least we got him in the Tobey Maguire ones. But yeah, he was he's fantastic. I love J.K. Simmons. He's so freaking funny. Awesome. I know yeah. he was talking about where the studio gave was actually going to get rid of the both the hair that he had in the original Spider Man movies and the mustache. And he negotiated the mustache to stay. He couldn't. He couldn't <laughs> win both, but just the mustache stayed. So, at least he had that mustache. The hair, the hair I can do without. Yeah, the hair. Well, I think definitely. over the course of time, because you know it's been so many years since those first movies, they wanted to show something different about him because he was being. You know, he's gone from a paper to an online setting. You know, that's you know as far as the. Uh, the dot com really now he's part yeah. of so yeah with his site so they wanted to show his character evolving i think that they gave him an ultimatum uh, you know to actually take away both and he negotiated to keep the mustache and just so people will recognize the, the character that he has you know he that he was before so <clears throat> how about, you, about what, what did you think what did you think about the trailer uh the only part that really stung out stood out and i um i forgot this about earlier could have been on last show matter of fact jeff um that i sort of kind of agree with that i sort of kind of interesting to see was toward the end when you got the scene that was similar to gwen stacy dying and spidey trying to go off the rim to save her um i thought that was cool because that was one of the the big moments with spot with spider-man and um to see that again is just awesome um, hopefully this time he'll be able to save her, which I think he will. I'm hoping they don't. I'm hoping they kill off MJ. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. I can't. I can't stand wow. Zendaya. I can't stand her. I think she's a horrible actress, and I, I would rather have them bring in a Gwen Stacy or another Mary Jane. Actually, would you bring? Would you bring back the first Gwen Stacy? Oh yeah, I think she was not too bad. She was alright. I thought she wasn't bad, but I definitely I'm not a big fan of Zendaya. I think she's overrated, and so killing (laughs) Wieners to you too, man. Wieners to you too, Jeff. Wieners to you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Anyways, Jeffrey, what were your thoughts, sir? Oh man, (laughs) that's it right there. That that's that's the encapsulation of my thoughts right there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, uh, Lizard looked really cool in the trailer. Uh, honestly, William, this trailer here that I dropped earlier a minute ago what was different than the one we watched mm-hmm. on that last show we did. It was. Uh, I like that. Uh, is that like a black Spider-Man suit that you see him at one point? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, and I liked uh, the fact that he's using the Stark uh, Spider-Man armor again 
with the with the legs and everything, you know, mm-hmm. like Doc Ock and everything with the legs. Yeah. I like that. Uh that I think that's really cool. Um, I like uh the fact that there's gonna be like a dynamic where Doc Ock is gonna be friends with Spider-Man, with Peter Parker, like this our Peter Parker, Tom Holland Peter Parker. Um, I feel like um it's just gonna be a good fit. Like I think it's it's gonna be good chemistry between them. And yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, look, um, I think that there's there's a good reason why they stuck the Eternals in the spot that they they stuck them in as far as they got the bad movie out the way. Yeah, they sam- they, they sandwiched it. They, they stuck the Eternals in between Shang-Chi and Spider-Man 3, mm-hmm. knowing that yeah, if man, Eternals... Anybody, anybody remember the Eternals? Yeah, if Eternals bombed, they'd have Spider-Man 3 right there to kind of cover up for it. Yep. And I think that um honestly uh I think that it's going it, to it's going to be close but I would probably bet $20 that this Spider-Man film will make over a billion dollars in the box office even with how messed up things are with covid and everything. I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to go a step if this movie achieves what it should achieve, it's going to be a game changer. I've said it before, I'll say it again. If this movie achieves everything that it's supposed to, this is going to be a game changer for the MCU. It might be. A, it might literally, honestly, if you if you if you pay attention to some YouTubers and some uh, journalists, William, we might they this move we might need this movie to save and re- resuscitate the MCU because these days recently, I mean, I don't know if y'all have heard, but Disney and Marvel have lost money on all their movies recently. They're a multi-billion dollar company and they're not losing anything. I just think it's going to make a game, it'd be a game changer in terms of heading into um, phase five. If they invest their money wisely, they did not lose anything. Yeah. They just and made think, over just, two billion on Endgame, so I, I don't even want to hear it. And I just think that if it, if it does what it's supposed to, it's going to leave so much for fans to want to jump into phase five. It, it can be a game changer. Could be, could be. Anyways, so that is it, guys. I want to thank you all for joining us tonight on the MCU's Bleeding Edge. I want to thank uh, the awesome William, awesome Debbie from GNN Network, which are always fun to have on. Uh, I want to welcome, uh, you know, of course, the great newcomer of the show uh, on from the uh, amazing podcast that he does it, does anybody have anything they like to promote before we uh, end the show? Uh, starting with anybody, I just want to say real quick to Gerald. I see yes, a Kobe sir. Bryant. I see a Kobe Bryant gear back there. Much respect, yes. man. Much respect. Uh, no problem. Well, one of the shows that I do, uh, I, I do of course do the Pop Culture Cosmos and PCC Multiverse. Uh, they're on every Monday and Friday. They cover the latest news and trends of pop culture. Uh, they're available on over 50 radio stations worldwide and everywhere you get your podcasts. The other shows I do during the week are after every Lakers game, plus also uh, it's called the Lakers Fast Break. So we do post games for the Lakers games, plus also as well a lot of stuff Laker-related as far as extra podcast interviews. So, yeah, I do a lot of podcasting, and those are a few of my shows. So, yeah, get a chance. Uh, where, you, where can I catch that podcast? Uh, Lakers Fast Break. Just type in Lakers Fast Break anywhere. Um yeah, and uh, it'll come right up. Yeah, just okay. Lakers fast break. 
um, or on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, it's really good. We do a lot, have a great time with that. Do about three to five shows a week, depending on their schedule. And then, of course, I do Monday and Friday shows on pop culture. So, yep, yep, yep. Busy, busy. Always a good time. And November was probably the busiest month that we've had in pop culture in quite some time. Yes. Just way too much to see. Way too much. I think my eyes are like going like in 15 different directions from all the stuff I had to see this month. So, <laughs> this past month. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Gerald. Uh, yeah, definitely, people, check out his Laker Fast Break podcast and his other podcasts too, as well. Definitely check them out. We thank you for being on. Uh, Debbie or Wood, do you have anything you'd like to, uh, you know, plug um, or anything like that? I'm kind of in the same situation as Gerald. I do Geek Gauntlet every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern time um, on William Morgan Media over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash William Morgan Media for the Geek Gauntlet. But I also do Pinfile Podcast um, every two weeks on Sundays. Uh, we talk about the best in professional wrestling over there. Mondays, I'm on Facebook talking to Sports Report. We break down. Um, Major League Baseball, National Football League, NBA, um, and that is at 10 p.m. over on Facebook. You can, get, uh, you can check out the Sports Report page there. Um, so definitely. Um, ASA, All Sports, All Plays. I do the NBA Fast Break podcast over there. Uh, we talk about all teams. Yeah, we got some Lakers fans over there, too. Some delusional Lakers fans, man. Delusional. Oh, yeah, my gosh. I, I get that. I'm not delusional. I'll just keep it, I'll just keep it at that. <laughs> but uh we talk we talk all uh, basketball over there all sports all plays you can find them on facebook as well and that's on friday nights at 10 p.m also on tuesday nights on part of all sports all plays wrestling podcast um and that is on tuesday nights at 10 p.m eastern again talking about professional wrestling wwe um nwa aew <laughs> impact wrestling and new japan pro wrestling so definitely check me out in those places Awesome, awesome. Definitely check him out, people. Mr. William from Geek Gauntlet. And Debbie, did you have anything you like to plug? MCU Mondays or anything like that? That's the only thing I can plug because I'm not up here with these guys. I'm kind of like, you know, I have the one. <laughs> that might that may be the smartest. That may be the smartest way to go. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to catch some more Marvel talk, Come over to MCU Mondays. We are on uh, at 9.30 on YouTube and on Facebook. Um, we always have a lot of fun over there, Chris and uh, myself and Dave, and uh, occasionally Jeff, sometimes William's on there, and other people from uh, GNN. So, yeah, we always have lots of fun. And so if you want to listen or come and co- uh, talk about more Marvel stuff, we always – love having people come on and making comments asking questions and as so and if you want a free trip to and if you want a free trip to the theater just go see debbie in her hometown she'll get you in the theater for free she'll get you in there for free man free popcorn free drink man she got that pool in her hometown man so i got you bro (laughs) i'm glad you got me bro and of course you know all those people out there watching our podcast, don't forget to check out the MCs with the Edge. We have other podcasts that we have up, many other things. You got the first two Hawkeye episodes, all that stuff. Definitely check us out. If you enjoy our content here on the MCs Bleeding Edge, a part of the Geek New Nows Network, uh, definitely check them out. Check out our website at the mcubleedingedge.org. Uh, definitely check out the podcast Champions, which is a great uh, – also – a podcast that we have pretty much always usually somebody from there on the podcast uh, for our 
you know, roster. Definitely check them out too. Of course, you can find me and Jeff on Rizzle. You can find us on TikTok. Uh, you can definitely check out my solo content on YouTube under Cybernetic Shark 2 as well if you like, if you enjoy our content on here like this. And uh, as always, you know, want to thank you guys for being on. I want to thank you for those all that are watching now or after the live stream is uh, done. And uh, this is the MCU's Bleeding Edge, and we appreciate you guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Later, guys. Peace. Peace.